The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stand or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Gotta fix the microphone. There, I hope. There, I got that issue resolved. I gotta get that permanently resolved. I don't know why it's doing that to me. Anyway, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 12th of September, 2020. I'm your host, Bad Billy. And tonight, I'm gonna have an interesting show. In just a little bit, I'm gonna be joined by Austin Ingerman. He's out of Florida. He's a... Uh, uh, he, he's a very well-respected guitarist. At least he's respected by me, and he should be respected by everybody else because, damn, he's good. And, uh, yeah, he'll uh, be joining me a, a little bit. Uh, yeah, he he does a lot of, uh, like, metal instrumentals, and uh, we'll be talking about that. And later on in the show, oh, I got something good for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I'm supposed to have a debate with... Uh, Matthew Duncan, out of right here in Idaho, he's actually in Boise, and, uh, well, we'll just, uh, when we get to the debate, that's when we will get to the details, but before we get to all that, I want to cue one of the latest singles from Austin Ingerman, this is Diesel Fuel, and I'll be back with Austin right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey, 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Remember that if you're going to try phone sex, those holes are very small. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Without free speech, society never would have discovered that the earth is round or realized that a person's rights should not be based on their skin color. Figures like Galileo and Martin Luther King prove that free thinking alone is not enough. If you wish to change things, you have to speak out about what you believe. Exercise your right to free speech, for it is one of your greatest rights. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. First, there was Cranked Up Live. This is Cranked Up Live. Then, Cranked Up Went Country. Today's best and tomorrow's greats. Cranked Up Country. Now, Cranked Up Live is back. This is a sizzling hot podcast. Cranked Up Live. Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington will keep you listening, keep you laughing, and keep you coming back for more. Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? No Justice-involved individuals is what they renamed them. Listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankeduplive. Cranked Up Live. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Hey, I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio. Where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Diesel Fuel by Austin Ingerman, and it is my pleasure to welcome Austin to the show. Austin, how you doing, brother? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much for joining the show. So, uh, for those who are not familiar with Austin Ingerman... And uh, they damn well should be, especially the, by the way you play guitar. Uh, why don't you give a little background to the listeners, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, thank you so much for the kind words. So uh, I'm actually, I'm the lead guitar player of a band called New Year's Day. And we uh, we just got off tour before the whole world pretty much shut down. <laughs> we got off uh, tour in Europe with Hailstorm and In This Moment. And... Um, we're supposed to go to Australia after that and Japan after that. Yeah. So I, 
I stay pretty busy with those guys and um, we pretty much go all over the place between, uh, you know, all those places I just mentioned and all around the U S playing festivals and, and uh, shows pretty much all over the world. So I, I play with those guys pretty much full time. And uh, you know, I just started kind of doing the solo stuff. I I'd been writing, kind of gathering a bunch of material while I was on tour. And then obviously during the pandemic, it's, you know, the, the whole touring and everything like that got shut down. So I figured this was kind of the perfect time to get some of these crazy ideas I had in my head and kind of get them out there and, and, you know, let it all come to fruition. So, yes. Yes. So, yeah. Of course. Um, when I'm, I'm listening to, like, I just listen to diesel fuel and I'm just, uh, listening to other songs you've, you've done just kind of puts me in mind of uh, songs by Metallica like uh, Orion or, uh, God, I, for, I can't remember the name of the other instrumental, but, uh, you know, good rock uh, instrumental classics like that too. But uh, who are your main influences? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I of course, I love Metallica. And I love, uh, for me, I just love a lot of the classic stuff. You know, I love Randy Rhodes, Ozzy. Uh, Slash is another big one. Um, but I listen to all kinds of stuff. I'll go from, you know, the hard rock metal stuff like that to like uh, bands like Boston. You know, Tom Schultz is a really big influence on me as well. And uh, so sometimes when you listen to my other instrumentals, you'll notice like it's, it can be uh, kind of a variety of different influences coming together. But, uh, but definitely, uh, you know, as far as like newer bands like Avenged Sevenfold, Sinister Gates is a big influence. But um, it definitely stays within uh it's a lot of it's a lot of the classic stuff for sure acdc guns and roses you know the list can go on and on but uh, how about uh, those uh like the uh texas blues like stevie ray vaughn you all you also get any influences from the from that genre as well oh absolutely i i can't believe i left him out because he was one of the first uh first guys i really got into when i was first learning guitar uh, you know, I was learning like, you know, couldn't stand the weather and uh, his version of Little Wing and uh, Crossfire, all, all that stuff. And Stevie Ray is, is definitely a big influence. And just the, the attitude and the pure aggression that he has and, and command over the guitar is definitely something that I was drawn to. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, too. Can't leave him out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yes. of course. Like Red Red House and Little Wing, all that stuff. Hey Joe, yeah, Hendrix is great. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, so uh, you're you're touring with Hailstorm, and in this moment, uh, God, that that's huge right there. And uh, before all this bullshit took over, I mean, overall, what was it like uh, sharing the stage and uh, tra traveling with them? Yeah, it, it was absolutely surreal. You know, those guys, uh, Hailstorm from the band to the crew, all the way down, everyone in their camp is just super cool and down to earth and just uh, just super fun to hang out with. So we did, a, I, I, man, I, I think it was like three or four tours with them. So we've, we've been out with those bands a lot, but uh, it never gets old. And those, I mean, you know, Lizzie, for one, just she's a phenomenal singer and they just, they bring, they all of them bring their a game every night and they absolutely crush it on stage. So it was definitely really cool getting to play with bands like that. And especially in some of the venues that we were playing pretty much all arena tours and to see, uh, those, those shows sold out like that. It was, uh, 
you know, to all the people that say the rock is dead, I could, I could, uh, witness, I witnessed firsthand that it's definitely far from dead. So it was super cool. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, as you say too, is, uh, you know, you talk about how they bring their a game. Uh, you should also say without effort because uh, they don't need to put any effort into it, especially yeah, Lizzie, exactly. Lizzie Hale just, just comes very natural to her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. She's a, she's a unique talent for sure. That's like, I mean, you know, when you, it, it's one thing when you hear it one time, but then, you know, if you're on tour or whatever, and you're hearing it night after night and you hear the consistency and just the, how solid she is every single show, it's just, I mean, unbelievable, you know? So yeah, those, those guys are, are awesome. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, uh, I mean, you say you, how much of uh, Europe did you get to cover in that tour? Um, we got over to like, uh, you know, we did all the, the UK stuff. Uh, and then we kind of went down, we did Paris, Germany, um, Amsterdam, stuff like that. But we never got, uh, you know, it, they were only like three week runs. So we didn't, we didn't end up getting too much. We, we did have one show in Vienna, Austria, when we went back, because we went there in November with, with Hailstorm and in the solo, we, we went back in uh, February to headline. So um, I actually went to Europe twice, you know, in, in the last year, but we pretty much hit the same places. Now, is there uh, any part of Europe that you've played that uh, you can say you like one more than the other or uh, one you'd, um, you'd, you you want to come back? I mean, we, What's that? Yeah. I was just going to say when we, when we headlined, uh, Amsterdam and the UK was, was incredible. I mean, the, the shows in the UK were pretty much all sold out, uh, probably some of the biggest headline shows we did, but then, uh, I would say with Hailstorm, you know, like the, there was a few places, uh, Nottingham arena and some of those like that. Uh, I think it was called like SSE hydro or something in Amsterdam. Those places were just, I mean, some of the biggest that we played and just phenomenal, phenomenal places to be so yeah those are probably some of my favorite but they all they were all great shows yes yes and uh overall i, I just got to ask about the fans in japan where uh, from what i understand in japan rock is very very much alive more alive than it is here oh for sure i i have some friends over there you know we were we were supposed to go over there like right after Australia, which was right after Europe, but Australia got canceled as well. We did get to go there for download, uh, 2019 or 18, something like that. But, uh, we were supposed to go back to headline and that, um, uh, of course got canceled. So we didn't, I actually didn't get to go to Japan, but, uh, I do have some friends over there and I, I really hope that we can get over there soon. Another place too where rock is very much alive is uh, South America. You know, we're talking Brazil, Peru, Chile, Argentina, and those countries too. Have you had a chance to uh, to tour and perform uh, down that way? I have not yet, and I I would love to go there. And I, I've I've heard the same thing. I heard that those guys get you know crazy, and uh, the fans are just super supportive down there and really like rock music too. So yeah, I definitely, definitely want to try to make it there as soon as we can. Well, the thing is too, with, uh, with South America, from what I understand, if they find out that, uh, you're going to come, come in on 24 hours notice, they'll, 
they'll research you, uh, memorize the lyrics to your songs, and if they really like you, you know, I mean, you're welcomed with open open arms. To, yeah, they're they've they've done that to a few bands that were quite unknown. They they've like researched, memorized their songs, and uh, and uh, really yeah. welcomed them. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll see the videos on YouTube of them like singing even the even the guitar riffs. They'll be singing it back to you and everything. So that's that's pretty wild. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> So, um, for you as a guitar player, um, is there, is, do you play a variety of different guitars? Is there one you prefer? You prefer a Gibson or a Fender Strat Stratocaster or, uh, you know, or an acoustic once in a while? What, what, do, what are your top go-tos with guitars, would you say? Yeah, I, I grew up playing Strats, actually, but I always kind of knew, you know, I just, I love strats, you know, as we were talking about like Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan and especially listening to those guys early on. But as I got a little bit older, I, I saw, you know, the Gibson Les Paul in the stores. And that was like, that was like, wow, I got to have one of those. It was, it just looked like a piece of art on the wall. So ever since, I mean, it was always a dream to get one that I finally got one when I was 16, um, 26 now. So it was like 10 years ago now, but that was just like, that guitar is actually the guitar that I played in the diesel fuel video and everything. That's like my main Les Paul. And I'm, it's just something about just the, the sound that you get, you know, I've always been like a Les Paul Marshall guy. So that's, that's kind of my, my mainstay. That's my thing, but I do love other guitars. And when I'm playing with New Year's day, uh, we, we play the seven string. So we play Schecter and uh, those guys are, are really good too. You know, the New Year's day, the whole New Year's day camp and, you know, so we, we play Schecter whenever I'm with them. But uh, as far as me personally, definitely Les Pauls are, are my thing. Now, is there anything in particular unique that you do? Like, uh, for example, you had Jimmy Page who'd uh, perform with a violin bow. and uh, Or do you ever use a slide or anything like that? Yeah, I do. I do play with a slide sometimes. Uh, I've I've probably used a, a beer bottle uh, as a slide before. I guess that's something kind of funny. But I, then again, I didn't come up with that either. They were doing that back in the day. So, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's a redneck yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a redneck thing for sure. I am from the south, so you know. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived down in the south for a while. I I never been down to Florida, but I spent significant time in South Carolina, Tennessee, and those those areas right there. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a great area. And some of the best damn food you're going to get too. I will tell you that. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Especially like the barbecue and stuff when you start getting into that stuff. Oh hell yeah. Hard to beat. Hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned uh, the pandemic hit. Tours get canceled. You're forced to go home and stay home, basically. The world has shut the fuck down is what has yeah. just happened. You know, I've spoken uh, with uh, quite a few artists since then. You know, like uh, my anniversary show, I had Ross the Boss from Man of War. Said he used the time he, he's been given to go to the studio and finish uh unfinished projects that he started maybe years ago other people writing yeah. songs uh you know so 
what is the positive you think you have taken out of this shutdown that it's it's done for you? Yeah, I mean, as, as crazy as times as it is, there has been a lot of positives for me. Uh, a lot of the stuff you just mentioned, just having time to actually go through some of those old ideas and, and really kind of regroup and just just think about how, you know, how to elevate your career in different ways and things like that. So, um, yeah, just writing a lot of music and uh, expressing myself in, in a different way than just when I'm on stage with New Year's Day. As much as I love that stuff, it was like nonstop, you know, 2019, 2018. I think it was just like we were only home like a few weeks out of those years. So it was good to kind of focus on, on my thing for a little while. And, um, you know, that, that's um, – it's something that like, you know, you, you got to just make the most out of a negative situation and it's all about perspective and how you deal with it. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been trying to do. Absolutely. I, I hear you there. And, um, so, so, uh, any idea of when, uh, things may start up again for you? Uh, as far as the touring stuff, we have no idea. I'm, I'm assuming hopefully sometime next year, but um, we're kind of just waiting in the wings like everyone else at this point. But uh, other than that, I'll keep uh, – I'm going to be releasing a lot more solo stuff, uh, pretty much have a whole album, and we're going to do like a song a month. So Diesel Fuel was the first release off this album, and um, probably sometime in October, November, we'll put the next one out, and we're just going to keep the ball rolling with that. So uh, as far as any kind of – live shows or touring I, I hope it can be soon but it's uh it's hard to say right now but until then we're just going to keep uh keep the ball rolling with with new music another positive thing i can see that uh, has, has come out of this for you is sounds like you got some much needed rest yes definitely um yeah like i was saying we we weren't home very much at all and i i love uh you know traveling on the bus and, and hanging out with those guys and it's we we have tons of fun and all but yeah it's good it's good uh to kind of stay at home for a while sleep in an actual bed and uh just i've been working out a lot and stuff like that too and just focusing on like i said before just different things that you don't always have the chance to do on the road gotcha gotcha now um I don't know how uh, easy this question is going to be to answer for you because I ask especially a lot of uh, independent local artists. I love asking this question, but you have actually shared the stage with some big names, so I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'll, I'll try it anyway. Yeah. So let's see. You, Austin Ingerman, as a solo artist, have you've just hit it big and you're hitting the charts. You're going to go on a big nationwide tour, going to Canada and Mexico, uh, globally some you have three opening slots of bands or musicians you'd like to have open for you who do you pick and it could be anybody past or present oh man i i, I almost feel egotistical if i say anybody that's uh <laughs> that's, that's bigger <laughs> than me currently so um I would say just getting to tour in general with uh, Event Sevenfold would be cool just because, like I said, I, I take a lot of influence from those guys. And we have similarities in the sound uh, as far as what I do with my solo project. Um, so that would be cool. Um, man, that is tough. Uh, let's see. I would love to just 
you know, if you're talking about past, I mean, these guys are still around, but yeah, it'd be sick to, to tour with Boston too. That would be cool. Um, totally different, uh, kind of genre thing, but more that I I just, I love all the, like the soft kind of yacht rock stuff too. So sure. Uh, yeah, I'm throwing wild cards out. So we'll go, yeah. Ven sevenfold Boston. And then, uh, I don't know. Like, let's let's go with like the Beach Boys. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you don't get those answers every day, right? <laughs> oh hell no. <laughs> All right, and um, you know you've done your fair share of touring, as uh, you've already mentioned. But is there anywhere you haven't played that uh, would would just be an absolute dream come true anywhere here in the U.S. or abroad? You know, is there one particular stage you'd like to hit that you haven't had the opportunity to hit yet? Uh, yeah, just, I mean, we just kind of started getting deeper into the international stuff. So, yeah, kind of like we talked about before, the South America stuff would be cool. Uh, definitely Japan. Um, hmm. We played a lot of the places. I mean, we've been like all around the U.S., but I'm sure that there's some other areas that I'm, forgetting that would be really cool but uh yeah i'd say south america japan and um i don't know maybe it'd be cool to go to like alaska that's or hawaii that'd be cool to play there yeah one of the most common answers to that question is red rocks in colorado have you had a chance to hit that stage oh yeah that, that's a great one i haven't been there but i that yeah that's definitely one that i i want to play I've, I've seen a lot of pictures of that place and it kind of looks like one of those uh, bucket list kind of shows for sure <laughs> yes yes indeed <laughs> and uh one of one of my favorite questions uh just because of the crazy fucked up answers i can get from this question <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah this doesn't matter if you've uh, booked some shithole dive bar out in the middle of nowhere kentucky that holds about a maximum capacity of about 25 people you know some dirty dive bar like that or yeah you just booked out madison square garden what is the craziest thing you have witnessed while performing on stage hmm yeah that's a good question i gotta think for a second craziest thing while performing on stage yes Well, it's interesting because uh, before I did the New Year's Day national touring stuff, I used to uh, play down here in Florida. I would do all the cover stuff, like the local cover band stuff. And uh, you would definitely, I mean, just playing playing those clubs and bars for a while, you definitely see some interesting stuff. It's hard to think of one thing in particular, but uh, yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know, that's a tough one. But yeah, it, you, we, we see all kinds of, of dumb shit all the time, so... <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to get back to you or something and if I think of something, but I can't think of anything in particular right now. <laughs> no worries, no worries. <laughs> and um, of course, uh, Diesel Fuel was just recently released. Uh, when can we expect the next single? Um, we're we're kind of trying to aim for you know it's it's roughly going to try to be like a a song a single per month, and then we're going to package them all together at the end and do some physical copies. So, uh, you know, we're hoping for this next one. We're, we're, we're kind of getting everything ready for the next release right now. But it, it, it's kind of looking like 
it'll it'll probably be mid October ish, some somewhere in there, October, early November. Right on, right on. And I I have just one more question for you. Um, let's say a group of kids ages fifteen to early twenties, not too much younger than you, of course. <laughs> um, they they approach you and tell you that they're going to start a band. Well, what if what advice do you think you can give them? Uh, yeah, just to of course just always keep writing new stuff and never. Um, of course, yeah, it's so, it's so cliche, but yeah, just never give up and, and, and just stay the course. And no matter how many no's you get, you, you got to just, I, I'd say the, the most important thing is stay true to yourself. You know, don't, don't try to fit formulas. Don't try to write music for other people. Don't try to write because you think something's going to be on the radio or whatever. Just make art, you know, make some, make something that makes you excited, something that comes from you. And I think if you do that, then people, the right people will gravitate your music that really truly appreciate what you did so i'd say that all right well i want to thank you very much for your time here on the show and i want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors uh here in a couple minutes we're going to hit a music set and i'm going to play uh three more of your songs here but uh before we get to that uh why don't you give yourself a plug? Why don't you tell people where they can find Austin Ingerman? You got social media, website, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much all the main stuff. Uh, I do have a website, austiningerman.com, and then yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot. It's kind of like my my uh, most like I'm I'm kind of most frequent on Instagram, but uh, I, I do have a Facebook, Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can find me everywhere. Spotify itunes so yeah just just be on the lookout for the new releases and like i said we're going to try to do one per month with uh videos coming out so we're gonna try to keep people on their toes and, and keep it rolling all right well once again thank you very much for joining the show best of luck to you hopefully you hit the stage again soon when we get out of this mess we're in yeah man for sure yeah thanks so much for having me you bet all right thank you you take care all right you too take it easy you bet all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Austin Ingerman. Uh, we're going to hit a music set here. A uh, couple, three more songs by Austin Ingerman, as I said. Plus, I mixed in Erica Dawn and Toxic the Lyrical Assassin into the mix. So, with that said, we'll be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
Hi, this is Kelly calling from your CVS Pharmacy. I'd just like to let you know that your anal wart removal cream, your butt plugs, and your Viagra are now in. And we also got those extra small condoms that you needed. So please go ahead and let me know when you'll be coming in so I can set those aside for you. Thank you and have a great day.
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. If you've been searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world, entertainment gossip, stupid news, and more, sizzling talk radio that is not dumbed or watered down, a show that is not for pussies, then you need to stop searching and check out The Charles Richardson Show. It's uncensored talk radio. No crybabies. No losers. No fucktards. Charles Richardson and crew bring it 100% with real opinions. If you can't take it, Get the fuck out. You can even call the show and flap your gums, provided you have a brain. For the 411 stations and showtimes, like The Charles Richardson Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Charles Richardson Show. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Charles Richardson Show. You want some? Come get some. It's Heidi Summers, health and wellness expert with your local health update. I get so many emails and calls about CBD, the incredible oil from the hemp plant that's being used to provide relief to millions for joint discomfort, inflammation, and nagging injuries. It's the most talked about alternative health breakthrough in years. The CBD product I always recommend comes from CBD Labs, the gold standard of CBD. CBD Labs oil goes to work fast to relieve your discomfort and deliver the results one thought nearly impossible without a prescription. This powerful oil is not marijuana and contains no THC, the ingredient that gets you high. Oh yeah, CBD Labs oil has also been used to help thousands get a great night's sleep. Don't be fooled by all the imitators. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle while supplies last. To get your free bottle of CBD Labs CBD oil, call 800-605-2785. That's 800-605-2785. Get your free bottle for a limited time. Call 800-605-2785. 800-605-2785. 
Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit is fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The song you just heard, you just heard Austin Ingerman with Take Me There. Before that, Toxic the Lyrical Assassin with Settle the Score, Ready for War. Before that, Austin Ingerman again with Killing Spiders. Before that, Erica Dawn with The Way You Love Your Truck. And starting off the whole set, Austin Ingerman. Yes, the gentleman I just interviewed with his uh, single, Swamp Donkey. And uh, once again, big shout out to Austin for joining the show. My next guest is waiting on hold uh real quick before i get to him it is time to reveal the outlaw radio idiot of the week and ladies and gentlemen the outlaw radio idiot of the week is a gentleman in memphis tennessee a chinese man by the name of who win uh what did he do you might be asking well he was retarded enough to dial 911 trying to sell egg rolls. Uh, I don't fucking get that. Good Lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a lot to get to in this show. I'll just keep that short and sweet. Just uh, Google, just Google it, you know, check on my uh, Twitter and you'll see it there. Um, and uh, one more thing uh, before I get to my next guest, uh, just gotta I gotta say something really quick. It was just a little under a, under a week ago that uh, you know I discovered that there is a chapter of Black Lives Matter in Boise, and uh, I'm thinking, fuck no. And me being who I am, I had something to say and told him to get the fuck out of Idaho. Well, that le- <laughs> the backlash, which I love the backlash, by the way, got me got got me some feedback in the uh, in, in on the Outlaw Radio um, the the call in line um, our feedback line. I got two messages here that I'm gonna play. So here we go. It's really sad to hear that Outlaw Radio has um, very racist, um, yeah, that just Outlaw Radio is just plain racist. Like, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Fuck you, racist piece of shit. We're going to make black lives finally matter in this country. How miserable it will be to be a white person if you ain't got no one to look down on. Feel sorry for your ass. (laughs) well of course that's going to lead us to our next guest and it's been a while since i've done this an outlaw radio debate i hope you got your shitting pants on because you are about to shit your pants 
It's time for the Outlaw Radio Debate. And before we get this segment started, I want to let the audience know that, of course, the as uh, stated at the beginning, the views and opinions are mine and mine alone and not of the station you're listening on. So, And uh, there is a mutual agreement that there is not going to be any uh, insults or name-calling. And with that said, I'd like to welcome Matthew Duncan to the show. Matthew, how you doing? Real good, man. I got to tell you, man, I, I, I thought this, I, the way you opened this uh, segment up, I thought you were setting me up. <laughs> no, no. Of the week. No, no. <laughs> if there's one thing that would make me a hypocrite, and, and uh, I will admit that, that my, my tweet was hypocritical from my point of view, is because I told, <laughs> my mother said the KKK need to, be a, need to be abolished as a terrorist group, which they were for a while, but I... I I said our our First Amendment is so special that uh, you know they have the right to exist, and so does Black Lives Matter. And I should have thought about that, you know, as lo- as long as they're not terrorizing black neighborhoods or burning their churches or burning their house, and that all they're burning is a cross out in the open field, bothering no one, they have the right to do so. This is how I feel about uh, Black Lives Matter is I don't know if there's been any violence in Boise. I haven't heard of it. If I'm pretty sure I would have if I heard. But uh, going around Portland, Dallas, uh, uh, Wisconsin, you know, as long as there's uh-huh. not uh-huh. any of that, that's where I have a big problem with Black Lives Matter. You, on the other hand, have your reasons for supporting Black Lives Matter. I'm going to allow you to go ahead and say what they are. Yeah, I mean, I I think, and I'm I'm in Boise. Um, you know, Boise is what Boise is, and it's fairly progressive. So, um, I I think I wouldn't want to be a black man in America. I, I know my privileges. I am a white man. I experienced the police as a white man. Um, so I understand their push for racial justice, for justice equality. And, uh, you know, that makes sense to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'm not going to see that's another thing I have a problem with, too, is defunding the police. And I, too, have some stories I can tell, especially about uh, Garden City, Idaho cops. I've dealt with them. Mm-hmm. I know they're they're That's basically where they send all their rookies and they act <laughs> like rookies. I don't know. how This was 20 years ago. I got arrested by a black uh, uh, or uh, by a uh, Garden City cop. He's. Of course, I'm not resisting, and he's got to wrench the cuffs on me as tight as he can and mm-hmm. jerking my arm so, you know, I feel that pain in my wrists and all that, and I, I was and I was bruised pretty good from the way he felt the need to manhandle me, and, of course, I was, I was what, uh, I, w- I was 120 pounds at the time, you know, even though I could still hold my own in a fight at any time, but uh, that... So, so do the cops prevent crime? 
because I have always heard from Second Amendment proponents that that's why you have to have a firearm because cops show up after the crime is committed. That is true. That that I I agree with too because one of the most I think uh, obnoxious things, you know, as I as I heavily heavily support the Second Amendment as much as I do the First, is the fact uh-huh. that if somebody busts down your door, uh, call nine one one get the, the the police are not going to make it in time. You you got to be ready to do what you're because the crime once they bust down the door, the crime is already committed, even though uh, nobody came to harm yet. You know, so the crime's already committed yep. there. Now, now you, and uh, you can't rely on the police. In fact, there's even a music video from uh, uh, the band out of Florida. They're called uh, Sister Kill Cycle, much like uh, Marilyn Manson. If you remember, I had them on back uh, the last Halloween. And uh, But during the music video, this, this woman's getting uh, harassed by, uh, by a serial killer. And just after she calls 911, she gets a text message saying, the pigs won't make it on time. So I do agree with you on on that. Um, however, the the need for pol- police is there. I mean, as far as yeah, I mean they can't stop some a burglar or something until unless they get a heads up and maybe stake out the place is the only thing I can think of. Uh-huh. And if we're looking at like their solve rates and their clearance rates on physical crimes as far as they're actually pretty good on property crimes, but not on violent crimes. Their clearance rates on murders and rapes is abysmally low. And but you got, you got to admit here though, that when it comes to uh, defunding the police and, and totally eradicating our police force, I don't care yeah. what city you're in. That's a dumb fucking thing to do. You're setting, just setting everybody up to be sitting ducks, and you're setting up the situation for a civil war. I, I would agree. I, I mean, look, I, I don't. I think that if you talk to someone from B, from uh, BLM, uh, they will say abolish them and abolish prisons. I'm not there. I think reduce. I would like to spend more money on counseling. I'd like to spend more money on education. I'm not at the point where I think we can get away with not having police. That sounds, that sounds crazy. Because we're going to have, if we're forced to police ourselves, it's, Mm, it's a disaster. I would agree. I would agree. I would say that is, the Kyle Rittenhouse, or I've heard there of roadblocks in Oregon. Those that sounds terrible. Those are bad options. I mean, it, and as far as Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, I mean, at first I was thinking, you know, he carried a gun across state lines and all that, and everybody was going with that. No, he he car- he was given a gun after he crossed state lines and did his job. You can disagree with me on that all you want, but uh, yes. he he was he was in a position. It's it's you or me. 
He was in that position while somebody's trying to bash him with a skateboard, throw a Molotov cocktail at him. So, I mean, yeah, what? I mean, look, I, I, I will disagree with you. Uh, there's no way he should have been where he was doing what he was doing. Um, but again, that's probably why you're correct. We can't just do away with police officers. I mean, you know, and I mean, what's next after the police is, you know, I mean, what are they going to do with the private sector right there? I, I mean, I don't want to get rid of the private sector. We're talking like capitalism. And a little bit of, oh, is yeah. That where you're, is that, oh, oh, yeah. Is that what you're asking? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Cause, um, because, because. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you you were speaking. You were speaking. Well, I was going to say I'm I'm probably as liberal as anybody, and I want Nike to make shoes. They make great shoes. Uh huh. I want them to do it here in America. Uh, I want them to have smaller profit margins, and uh, I want the government to do what the government should do, which would be getting rid of private prisons and doing the job that they're. That, that we citizens have put somebody in prison for, there's a role for everything. Well, the, the fact of the matter is the, the way it's supposed to be, according to our Constitution, is our government doesn't rule over us. We rule over the government. We the people. Yes. Kind of corporations at this point. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. But, you know, like, like I said, I really haven't heard much about uh, heavy violence that's coming from BLM or I, you know, I know there's a secret Boise Antifa group. There, there's just not much said about that. But, uh, you know, you said something about Boise come, becoming more like the Willamette Valley. And I'm thinking if you seriously can't want a Portland situation. You have a family. I mean, the picture you gave me to advertise this whole thing is of, is of your daughter. I'm, I'm sure you don't want to expose her to that kind of violence. No, no, no. I want Boise to be Boise. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to change the caring, uh, outdoorsy feel that Boise has. I, I was, you know, I want it to be progressive. I want it to, you know, to promote good paying jobs. Um, but I, I was speaking in terms of the population uh, within the valley, that if it turned uh, blue, it could, it could move the whole state. Now, I don't know how far that is. I know Boise has moved a great deal. Um, you know, when I first bought my first house uh, here in Boise, it was a red district. It is now all blue. All, all three legislators are Democrats. My second house was in a mixed district with a couple of Republican legislators and one Democratic legislators legislator. It is now all blue. Um, Boise, Idaho has one Republican legislator in all of its districts. So 
Meridian, if if it could co- continue to grow that blue wave into Meridian, which I think it's probably years away, if I'm being realistic, you know, Andrus did it with the Valley and Northern Idaho to win his four terms, but Northern Idaho has turned solidly red. Now, hopefully the Nazis have moved out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that's one thing. I mean, I personally have mixed feelings when it comes to Randy Weaver. Uh, he, he was a racist. Uh-huh. He was a racist, white supremacist piece of shit, which I hate. But at the uh-huh. same time, the, the ATF had no business going in and opening fire on him. Yeah. No, I would, I would agree. I, I think it was poorly, poorly handled. I mean, and, and he won his court case. I mean, just, I mean, now when you want to talk about, uh, talk about police brutality, we looked, does it get any worse than what the ATF did? I mean, proven in uh, Waco, Texas and uh, up at uh, Ruby Ridge, does it get any worse than that? No. And well, I mean, I think that's why, and I'm not an Almond Bundy fan, uh, as you would imagine. Uh, but that's why he was talking about joining BLM here at the big Tuesday rally where there was supposed to be a big show off between uh, a bunch of biker gangs, right wing folks and uh, BLM. And he was going to join BLM because I think he feels the same way you do that. Hey, look, po- police are as brutal to us as they are to other groups. I mean, uh, I mean, Waco, Texas was nothing more than a massacre committed by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. That didn't need to happen. Definitely didn't need to happen. You know, but and then at, at the same time, you know, I'm looking at, at the violence that's. Well, let me ask you this before I get into that. Is there, is there a difference, you'd say, between the Boise chapter of BLM and, the, um, and, and other cities where they are protesting with violence? And you can't deny they are protesting with violence, if that's what you want to call it. I'm going to say yes. I think there's a difference. Um, you know, look at to some extent, I understand these people's frustration in some of these towns, which have lived with uh, a different legal system for a long time. And when you're frustrated, you do things. Um, that doesn't excuse it, but, you know, uh, I don't know that we should be so harsh. But, no, I don't think – I think I generally think Boise police are pretty good. I think Boise as a whole is – and I, I could be wrong because once again, I'm a white guy. I don't experience my community in any other way, but I haven't seen any real violence. There was a showdown with the, the right wing bunch of groups thrown in uh, and uh, BLM that some punches were thrown and, you know, some skirmishes. But uh, I, I think Boise is more mellow. Um, more mild mannered than some of these other places, particularly, particularly Portland. So, you know, I mean, no, 
that's where I have a big problem. Two two parts that I have a big problem with Black Lives Matter. Is number one is the the continuous violent protests and the fact that they had it was a it was confirmed to be a BLM member. I uh, can't I can't remember. I, I think it was Indiana that uh, a black Trump supporter was killed. Brutally killed. I don't I don't know that. Yeah. Particular. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'll buy but, it. But uh. my biggest problem with Black Lives Matter. If Black Lives Matter so much then all areas need to be covered, not just when, when a black person is killed by a white person or when a, when a cop kills, kills a black person. If they, they need to live to the moniker of what their, what their words say, black lives matter. So they need to start mattering to other black people in places like Chicago, where what 90% of the murder rate is black on black crime, Memphis, Tennessee, a lot of black on black crime, you know, even South, South Africa, though, where you hear they're, they're having a lot of the worst racial issues against white people, but the majority of the crime and the murder is black on black. And that never gets spoke of It's like, okay, black lives matter only when this happens. No, black, if black lives matter, they need to matter at all times. Don't you think that's because we still have somewhat of a segregated system where, you know, uh, crime happens within your community. You live in a black community. I mean, most, most white crime is white on white crime. But I, no, I don't, I don't think so because the, the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, I I've lived in Vegas. I've lived in Reno, Nevada. I've lived in Memphis, Tennessee. And I mean, born and raised an Idahoan, I've, you know, but uh, I've lived different places and I've lived in integrated communities and, you know, and there's, they're just, it's like some of these districts, they just don't want to leave. They could, they could easily, easily go, go into any white community. I'm pretty sure, you know, depending on where you are, of course, because uh, there is a little bit, bit of it in pockets here or there, but I don't think that it's, it's segregated that bad. I, I think the challenge for us to integrate has not necessarily used to be that it was written into the code. Uh, you look at Oswego, uh, Oregon's uh, original uh, deed for that, and it says whites only. Well, the problem is now it's difficult when your family hasn't been able to build up any type of wealth because you weren't able to buy a home in these communities, which do have rising home prices. And now you're trying to buy in years down the road, decades, generations down the road to a community where the home prices have continued to rise. Still, it's like from, from where I stand on, the, on this whole thing, though is um, we have come a long way since the, uh, since the laws of Jim Crow and the civil rights and even slavery, you know. And yes. one thing I'm 
One thing I am definitely opposed to do, if a BLM member tells me to get down on one knee for white privilege, he can kiss my ass. Because I, I don't know what white privilege is. I've never experienced white privilege. I, I worked for my privileges. I, I never got anything given to me because of the color of my skin. I mean, I, w I would hope that nobody ever asks you to get down on your knee for white privilege. I'm, I don't think that that's the point of bringing up white privilege. I, I think the point of bringing up white privilege is that, you know, I, I know for me, I, the cops interact with me differently. Um, you know, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a white guy. Um, you know, my employer, how does he interact with me versus somebody else? Um, the doctors and my family accumulated wealth through property over, over generations, which they weren't allowed to. I think that's, it's, it's not an ongoing, I have a privilege. It's I earned something or I got something I didn't earn. And see everything I have, I, I earned I, I didn't get anything I never earned. Well, no, I, I take that I back. I take that back. Yeah, I've stolen in the past and shit like that. Yeah. I will say, I think, and uh, I'm not, I'm not a, much of a, a biker culture kind of a guy, but, man, the biker culture, uh, those guys probably do get as much shit from the police as uh, – as, as BLM, as, as other, as, as other communities do. Like I, they're, they're pretty quick to, uh, search somebody's motorcycle because, uh, they look a little rough. Oh yeah. And, and garden city cops and some Boise cops as, as I have experienced, you know, stopping people. They followed one guy I know. He was smoking a cigarette and they were just waiting for something. What's it, what's he do? When he's done, he throws cigarette butt, up, butt on the ground, steps on it. Oh, I got him for littering. So he's just waiting for that, for that opportunity. And I got something else too. Is uh, I know this may sound kind of silly, but uh, I was when I lived in Vegas a few years ago. I was I I was caught jaywalking, and and I lived in this in the part of town where all if the cops were white, they were most likely rookie. Trigger, trigger happy assholes. No, it was a black officer who screamed at me a little bit, checked my ID and let me go. That, that was it. Had it been a white cop, I think the outcome would have been differently. I would have at least ended up with a ticket at the very least. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, and I don't know, you know, I, I can't see you. I don't know what you look like, but from the, from the, cartoon animated uh picture on the website i assume you got a beard and you look like the the image on the on the deal and uh i could i could see you being shaken down by cops purely because you around the edges oh i i wear that as a badge of honor i mean my beard back then wasn't as long as it is now but yes yeah, I didn't mean any insult by it. I no. assume that was a badge of honor. Yeah. 
Uh, you've I've already expressed on Twitter. People know I'm an asshole. I mean, the, when I got those those voice messages, I just laughed. You know, because the fact of the matter is, you know, too many people are being called racist that uh, don't need to be because whether or not they because their their viewpoint is opposing. I have. I have black friends, as you know, like Jericho Green, who I said, just, you know, I'm pretty sure you probably listened to the first five minutes and thought, oh, my God, I, I disagree with everything this guy's saying. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I had my thoughts. What, what I honestly was, what I, what was funny to me as I was listening, waiting, uh, listening to the, some of the commercials was the one about starting uh, the, the, your own un non-corporate news network and to me because i listen to the young turks um which is a non-corporate donation-based news for liberals and the only thing that i thought is how much we are actually alike we disagree but man we do see the problems we just can't get together to solve the problems See, and that's that is the issue, is because I I do take it you're you you're gonna you're more on Biden's boat. I'm more on Trump's boat. But hey, I don't criticize people who who push for Biden. I've, despite how how much I'm gonna get criticized for Trump, but uh, you know the one thing that that is gone, and I, I'm glad I think you can agree on this is. There's too much of that. There's not enough live and let live mentality. The the fact of the matter is that you and I, from complete from the same area, basically, because uh-huh. I I, gr- I grew up in Horseshoe Bend. That's my home. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So I know Boise very well because I have to I have to go there next week. So, um. But uh, you know we're we're on completely opposite sides of the field politically. However, we see a lot of the same stuff that's wrong, a lot of the same stuff that needs to be addressed, you know. And and the fact of the matter is, you know, I I stand up against racism in in my own way. I mean, I t- I took on Chimp Mania Radio and embarrassed the fuck out of them. And and uh, obviously uh, you you read the uh, you you read the email that I, that was posted to me and all all the nice names yep. they had to call me and and boy the way they they talk about uh, the way they talked about uh, sucking dick and cradling balls sounded like they they were of experience if, as far as I'm concerned the way they put that because they went into great detail on that like the idiots that they are. <laughs> but yeah uh, no i i will say i i was pretty quick to jump you uh on that uh blm uh tweet and uh you know uh, i i think i got you wrong well, the, uh, i mean the the impression is what well, it was at first that i hate black people and that that's not the issue at all I just I don't like I don't like what the movement's standing for when I you know in other communities. Right, as you see it playing out in other communities. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I I think part of that I think part of that is 
it's not a centralized organization. I think the black community, and I, once again, don't know that well, but tried the central organization thing, and all those leaders got shot. And so the idea is to decentralize, and so you don't get the same kind of leadership in every location. And some of those leaders who got shot, though, I, I don't think they'd... I know Martin Luther King would not approve. And A violence? No. No. Um, Malcolm X, um, he didn't... He talked about, basically, in his own words, that uh, violence, as, as militant of a man as he was, still, in, in his way, violence was still a last option. I think he was more violent in his youth. I think it, as he got toward the end of his life there, um, he was closer to Martin Luther King. Yeah. And, and of course he, of course he was murdered at the hands of another black man, which, which, yep. to, which to me, it, it was what, what it, what it was, was an assassination plotted by the one they call the great Elijah Muhammad. Mm-hmm. He is he he killed Malcolm. No doubt. He was a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, and he and he was violent, obviously. <laughs> and I, I agree with uh, with what Floyd Patterson said before he fought Muhammad Ali was his his opinion on the black Muslims was if I support them, I might as well support the Ku Klux Klan. His exact words, because he because the uh, black Muslims were for more segregation. Yep. While. Yep. And of course, you know, the KKK is all about segregation to this day. And they'll tell you, oh, I don't hate black people, but yet, yet they've got all kinds of, of ridiculous jokes, whatever on their walls and the crap they say, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't trust any, anybody, anybody from the KKK that say, "Oh, I don't hate them." And in fact, they still use the use the vile N word to describe any black person. And I hate it when black people use that word because it's lack of self respect from where I stand. I agree. Yeah. I mean they they need to take that word out of their vocabulary. It's nothing friendly. It, they may have tried to turn it into something friendly, but it comes from a derogatory beginning. I mean, but does that make me a hypocrite since I called Hitler white trash? I don't know. Uh, no, because no, you didn't mean it in a positive way. Like when they say it, I don't, they don't mean it mean. I think you mean Hitler is a white is white trash in a negative context. I do, I do. I can't, you know. I mean, I'll give him props for uh, for his passion because he loved his people and his movement was for his people. But he took it, he took it away that no one can respect. I mean, the uh, only I I respect the fact that he loved his people. Yeah, I think with the moment you become a dictator, it's hard to sell that respect or love for people. Exactly. Like, exactly. So I think maybe maybe originally, maybe in the beginning, but certainly not 
toward not once he rounded up uh, the communist party that he was running against and essentially ran all by himself. Uh, I mean, he was never popularly elected until he put his opponents in, in, in prison. Yeah. Nonetheless, he, he was a murderous piece of shit that uh, committed a genocide in Europe. Yep. That's what he yep. did. And uh, anyway, looking at the time here, and uh, yeah, we've got a few minutes left. But uh, you did mention, too, really quick, that uh, one of the th talking points that you wanted to bring up was uh, was the the cannabis plant and how it's basically still criminalized in Idaho, which I must say. Yeah, that was a, a spot where I thought you and me could agree. I, I actually do because I do, I smoke weed. All right. I take my trips to Ontario once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, no, I, and I think it's a spot where both right and left generally agree. But both of, but all of the establishment, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell, he, he, he said he'll never legalize it. Joe Biden said he has no plans for legalizing it. Um, and I'll put people in prison unnecessarily. Well, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, Idaho for one thing, and no offense to you Mormons out there, because a lot of you are my friends, but uh, your politics, uh, you got too many Mormons in politics that are helping keeping this legislation down. Because a lot mm -hmm. of it is the, is the LDS saying, oh, no, we're not going to have that. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, if we can get past the fact that the one thing I could give a shit less about and thought it was was same-sex marriages. I, people who want to be together are going to be together. I really don't give a shit. It's not important. Fine. You know, and the fact of the matter is, too, what a lot of people don't realize is that the, when the Supreme Court pushed it for all 50 states, it was, it was a money decision. It was nothing to do with love because the government makes money on both marriage and divorce, and they make a lot of money on divorce. So they saw a cash cow. <laughs> that was the whole purpose of doing that. You know, but if, if yeah. two people want to be together, let them be together. I don't care. You know, it, I, it just wasn't important. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I actually have uh, I, I have a gay son. Uh, and so, you know, I I want him. I have I have the whole same hopes and dreams for him as I do my daughter. I want them to find somebody to be a partner in their life as people deserve, I, you know, and I've had, I've had, I had a gal at work, uh, who I, you know, he had a, a, a boyfriend and he had a hickey and she's like, Oh, why do they have to throw that in your face? And I'm like, I don't, you know, uh, my reaction should be the same. If it was my daughter came home with a hickey from a boy, uh, they're not throwing it in my face. They are young and in love. And that is what kids for as long as we've been on this earth do. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that doesn't even doesn't even matter right there. You know, I mean, I mean, in a workplace, I think you do need to present yourself professionally. You know, and cover that. Oh yeah. It, but. Uh, oh it, yeah. Oh, he got harassment just like I would harass my daughter. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, those issues right there aren't important. But I, I'm going to say. I used to say legalizing weed wasn't an important issue until I saw how the economy was booming in Denver and uh, went to Coos Bay, Oregon. And it's, it's like, you know, I mean, there's just, there's a cash cow that uh, America could get out of its debt with China if they just do it all 50 states. Well, and, and while we're cutting education funding and uh, the Reclaim Idaho petition, uh, which was well on its way to getting on the ballot. Uh, and we really use that tax revenue uh, to prop up public education. Yes. Yes, indeed. And education. I, Idaho, for the last 20, 30 years, 30 years, we've been one of the lowest states in education. Mm. Yep. Per, per, uh, per pupil. Something definitely needs to change there. And, you know, it's time to start. F the teachers deserve a raise. You know, st we could legalize. I think we've all found out how valuable they are. I think we, you know, we've, we, we should just legalize it for recreational use. Regulate it the way Oregon does, not the way Nevada uh -huh. does, because the way Nevada regulates it sucks, and and it's not going to help their economy. You know, look at what's look at uh, how Colorado's doing, uh, and um, you know, I mean, and that's of course keep Idaho red. You're going to go blue, but I'm saying keep it red. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, but that's something both the left and the right can agree on right there. If we, especially if we don't put too much of uh, re religious uh, morals or whatever behind it. And I, I agree, religious morals are needed, you know, but uh, as if you want to go there, I think the, the cannabis plant and the hemp plant are gifts from God from where I stand. Um, yeah, I mean, they're natural. Yes. You know, I mean, other drugs like... Uh, methamphetamines or heroin, all that are all, are all illegal for a damn good reason. You yeah. know, but, uh, anyway, well, I th think, uh, this rat should wrap it up. Uh, the, if you want to go ahead and you can plug your Twitter handle, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot we definitely agreed on, but there's a lot we're never going to agree on too. Yeah. Very true. But if you want to go ahead and plug your Twitter handle out there, because I got to hit the next music set here soon. Well, I yeah, text me at Matt D Duncan on on uh, Twitter. All right, you want to repeat that one more time because your signal was fading a little bit. Yeah, at Matt D Duncan. All right, M A T T D D U N C A N. Well. We definitely definitely uh, didn't come to come to blows. It was it wasn't quite the displeasure. I it I didn't expect one anyway, but I hope you didn't either. So no, I didn't. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, if you do come to Boise, hit me up, man. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, got to hit that next music set, but uh, Matt, thank you very much for joining the show. Yeah, thank you. All right, take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Matt Duncan of Boise, Idaho, and uh, that was the Outlaw Radio Debate. It's time to hit our next music set where we have... We have Ava Under Fire going to be followed by Carl Klang, Stuck Mojo, Nikki Breyer, and a classic from Man of War. So with that said, we'll be back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
go into a bakery. As soon as they enter the bakery, Hillary steals three pastries and puts them in her pocket. <laughs> she says to Donald, see how clever I am. The owner didn't see anything and I don't even need to lie. The Donald says to Hillary, that's the typical dishonesty you've displayed throughout your entire life. Trickery and deceit. I'm going to show you an honest way to get the same result. Kind of milking the system. Donald goes to the owner of the bakery and says, give me a pastry. I'll show you a magic trick. Intrigued, the owner accepts and gives him a pastry. Trump chews it up, swallows it, and asks for another one. The owner gives him another one. Then Donald asks for a third pastry and eats that too. <laughs> the owner is starting to wonder where the magic trick is and asks, what did you do with the pastries? Trump replies, look in Hillary's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. As Mrs. and Mr. America Frit, they huddle around their TV set, they worry and they sweat. They're thinking I'm the enemy, the one they need to get. Because their mind controllers tell them I'm a major threat. The talking heads, the daily press, they cultivate stupidity and harvest ignorance. They point a crooked finger and they're all unanimous by calling me extremists because I'm down on Zionists. So now I want to sing a new song. I want to be an extremist. I want to join a militia and my camouflage. I want to be an extremist. And run around and sing a rabble rousing rebel song And sympathize with the skitties Who realize it was the who did the Germans round I want to be an extremist I want to get the job done Now what's so bad about being extreme? If I'm extremely innocent, if I'm extremely keen If I'm extremely paranoid, it's cause of what I've seen It's written in between the lines of every magazine the FBI, the CIA, are working for the KGB and getting in my way Cause they don't like my politics, they dog me every day I'm getting tired of telling them the problem is oy they The enemy is communism I want to be an extremist I want to join a militia and my camouflage I want to be an extremist and run around and sing a rabble rousing rebel song And sympathize with the skinheads Who realize it was the who did the Germans round I want to be an extremist I just want to get the job done Sing you this song. I want to be 
in the speedless. I want to join a militia and wear camouflage. I want to be an extremist. And run around and sing a rabble rousing rebel song. And sympathize with the steers. We realize it was the Jews who did the Germans wrong. I want to be an extremist. I want to get the job done. I want to be an extremist. And I just want to have fun. Ciao, ciao, ciao. It's not always what you say, but what you don't The silence speaks volumes, but they won't Living day by day, I'll pay to pay And that's the way they expect you to stay On welfare rolls to keep control Another painkiller, the pandemic in the villa Those in power, keep them all on a fix Then they burn preachers to the crucifix This is for the takers, the haters There's nowhere left to hide Do as they say, but not as they do That's the message they present to you Perspective's everything But people believe anything Fitting their agenda They praise and surrender As it was written, now it is said Welcome to the generation of the living this dead This is for the takers, the haters Who walk around like singers The liars, deniers Who come to steal your fire
that emotional moment I forced a smile When I wanted to cry, I wanted to scream When he said I love you In his combat boots and fatigues Goodbye wasn't so easy He was heading overseas He was gonna go Tears in my eyes A soldier's princess Once upon a time It seemed like pretend When the plane touched back down On the land he had to go and Took his land and fought 
Seek payment, not only for thine own anguish, but to vindicate the souls of the unavenged. And they placed in his hands a sword made for him called Vengeance, forged in brimstone and tempered by the woeful tears of the unavenged. And to carry him on his journey back to the upper world, they brought forth their demon horse called Black Death, a grim steed, so fearsome in might and black in color that he could stand as one in the darkness, save for his burning eyes of crimson fire. And on that night, they rode up from hell. The pounding of his hooves did clap like thunder.
of a slow death waits for you. Burden! Raping the daughters and wives! In blood I take my payment! In both with their lives! In South Africa, genocide of white people, black-on-white violence, is rampant and ongoing. The South African mainstream media has kept this genocide hush-hush, and South Africa's politicians have been silent about it. It's time for the silence to end. Enter USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. USAC Incorporated comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit USAC.center. That's USAC.center. USAC, working to bring back a safe, truly unified South Africa. This is the Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from scenarios? All right, it's time for the Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. Who farted? Yeah, we'd like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Doogie Hauser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states. Three children are asking their parents where babies come from, two children run away, and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show. This is the Renegade Show. Go to Facebook.com slash Radio Chris Master to find out days, times, and stations of where you could catch the Renegade Show. Hey, everybody, it's your boy West Dog from the GF6 Show reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's G-F-S-I-X.com. You know what we do. Blow it up.
Artificial Intelligence, Dangers to Humanity by Cyrus A. Parsa. Available as a $10 download at ctmstore.com. In this book, Cyrus Parsa explains why AI is such a grave threat. What is the extent of its development? What do smartphones and devices actually do to a human being? What is the real purpose of artificial intelligence? And what are its plans? Artificial Intelligence, Dangers to Humanity by Cyrus A. Parsa. Get it for $10 at ctmstore.com. And be sure to get a copy of Stacey Notley's book, Credit Solutions. This is the financial system we have, and we have to work with it or it will work against us. Whether you need to monitor, rebuild, or establish new credit, you need this book to know what you can do, how the system really works, and how you can make the system work for you. The problems we face are not hard once you know what you're dealing with and how to solve them. Get answers at ctmstore.com. building in a little hick town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center. For more information, the songs you just heard, you just heard Man of War with Dark Avenger, the one where they featured Orson Welles. Before that, Nikki Breyer with a Soldier's Princess. Before that, Stuck Mojo with Destroyer. Before that, Carl Klang with I Want to Be an Extremist. And starting off the whole set, I started it off with I Will Fight by... Eva Under Fire, and really quick here. Oh, yeah, looks like, uh, Chris, are you there? Yes, I am, good buddy. All right, so we had a bunch of people trying to join in the show, and uh, all of a sudden they like just... Like right now, or just as, on, or Just as the commercial break was ending. Hmm. Yes. Uh, they started calling in. I, I don't know if it's uh, somebody uh, calling in to once again call me a racist or something. <laughs> uh, but, but by the way, because I, uh, yeah, you missed it, uh, Chris, um, earlier. Um, it was it was what, uh, less than a week ago, I, I was talking about how I uh, sent this tweet out to the Boise chapter of Black Lives Matter, and it I wasn't very nice. And uh, all of a sudden, it's out that I hate black people. <laughs> well, Are you kidding? Um, considering the fact that how you and you, me, and Derek just cleaned house with Chimp Mania Radio. Yeah, I mean. How can we be called racist? I mean, uh, I, mean that, I mean, it's it's. I I want to play the the messages again. Uh, because I just I just got to play the messages again because it's to me it's still classic. So. It's really sad to hear that Outlaw Radio has um, very racist. Um, yeah, that just outlaw radio, just plain racist. Like that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, fuck you, racist piece of shit. 
We're going to make black lives finally matter in this country. How miserable it will be to be a white person if you ain't got no one to look down on. Feel sorry for your ass. Uh, But the point I just made as I was talking to Matthew was, I didn't say I didn't want black people in Idaho. I said I don't want BLM in Idaho. (laughs) Well... I mean, it, it's it it's gonna be every. I mean, it. I mean, it's everywhere. We have BLM here in Georgia. Well, and I would expect. I mean, it. it's gonna it's gonna be. And and I hate to. I don't know if I'm gonna be called a racist by saying this, but. The K, I mean, the KKK is everywhere, even though, you know, they're, even though it's not, even though people want to say it's not, it is. So, I mean, BLM is everywhere. Well, and I did say, though, that it was kind of a hypocritical point that uh, I, I would say that, uh, you know, that I value our First Amendment and they, they don't have a place. It's the fact of the matter is if if they can have a Boise chapter and not act like the other chapters throughout the country, then maybe I don't have such a problem with that. If You know, stick to your own opinions and not put other people at shame. You know, don't just because you see an old man wearing a MAGA hat that doesn't give you the right to insult him, you know, so they could do it. They could have their own opinions as they are entitled to, but without the fucking violence, that's the biggest problem I have. And there's actually a BLM chapter here in middle Georgia. And I mean, I have nothing but great things to say about them because they have peaceful protests they stand on the side of the road, you know, holding signs. They do peaceful gestures like that. And, I mean, if they if, if it's peaceful and nobody gets hurt, awesome. It's when you start demolishing shit and start basically looking like a fuckhead that I had. That's when I have a problem. It's like the KKK. I I can't. I don't like what they stand for. You know, they come. No, they come I from a racist, hateful origin. But given the Constitution we have, they have that right to be that way. So if they want to stand out in a field, put on their silly costumes, and uh, burn a cross and say "white power" to and all, on top of all their hail marys. Fine, as long as they're not ransacking a poor black neighborhood and burning down their houses and burning their churches and things like that, then I have a problem. Exactly. And so my point my point is, too, is when it comes to BLM and Antifa and they go around burning shit, that makes them no different than the fucking KKK. So... <laughs> Anyway, I think it's time. I think on that note, it's time. Is it time? It is. It is time. 
All right. This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. From the Outlaw Radio Newsroom, I am Donald Trump, okay? And this is what's happening in the news of, well, it's shower thoughts because news of the week, because uh, news, I've decided to take a hiatus from news until after the election, at least. So it's all going to be a bunch of political shit coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm already tired of the political bullshit. So instead of eating a Tide pod, I'm just going to avoid the news. Damn. I can't believe that that's, uh, it's like that. The Tide pods is something that's never going to be forgotten. You know, people have forgotten the ice bucket challenge and, the other shit like that. Well, um, I mean, the Tide Pod commercial, I still play from time to time on. Uh, have you ever heard the Tide Pod commercial? I've played it a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. So, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, Tide Pods aren't going to be forgotten. Um, now the ice bucket challenge, I did think about redoing it a couple of weeks ago. Um, just not to raise, I mean, not only to raise awareness for ALS, but because it was fucking hot, but, um, but I got lazy. (laughs) So anyways, let's get to some shower thoughts. All right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we forgot, we forgot something. We forgot something. Mm. Bees love a good plant bukkake. <laughs> go, go to a strip. Going to a strip club is simping, but before the internet. <laughs> don't know what that is uh it's appropriate that spirit halloween stores possess the bodies of dead businesses hmm oh no and let's see uh if a waterfall is a mountain's pea stream then the river source is its bladder <laughs> And there needs to be a penis constellation. What? <laughs> I mean, ever never heard of the big dicker? <laughs> I mean, didn't you know Orion got a hog half a light year wide? You know? All right. And in case you didn't know, Orion is a con- is a star constellation oh, sort yeah. of thing. Oh yeah, we know what Orion <laughs> is. With your last wish, you could wish your genie to erase his memories of you and repeat the cycle. The next drop of water you drink has been drunk by a dinosaur. 
Nobody has ever watched a full movie since everyone blinks. True. <laughs> oh, yeah. Murdering someone is the ultimate shut up. Hmm. No, gotta, uh -oh. gotta throw suicide in there, too. Yeah. Uh, the only thing worse than two fully wet socks is one partially wet sock. Yeah, that's true, actually. Actually, I, that that does annoy the fuck out of me. If You know, mm -hmm. just ha having, having wet feet under shoes and my socks. I fucking oh. hate that. Oh man, yeah, that yeah. just ruins your day. Actually, I real quick, I just, I just gotta, I just remembered this now. But when I was living in Vegas, you know, uh, you know how dry it is in Vegas, of course, and it because it doesn't rain very often. But when it does rain, I mean, there's a higher uh, risk of flash flooding, which yeah. ha which happened a couple of times while I lived there. And uh, yeah, once. Uh, there was a big flash flood, and I'm, and um, I remember I was on the public transit, and I couldn't get off the bus until the the water receded a little bit. And finally, mm. when it when it did, and I could get get off the bus and get to where I was going, I'm seeing every option I can with these wide fucking puddles near the gutters of the streets and everything, and I'm trying to see where I can jump over them. Or whatever, but there was just no fucking use. They were, it was pretty much trying to jump the ocean, and oh, uh, I had no choice but to walk across in the fucking dirty water in my shoes. Just think, some hooker may have peed in it. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of, and by the way, this is about getting older. Uh, bad, bad Billy should have a lot of experience. Um, as we grow older, our idea of scary goes from things going creak at night to things going wobble in our jaw. Hmm. Bad Billy should have a lot of experience about that. I have zero experience in that. <laughs> Still young enough to whip your ass. <laughs> i don't know man i can run pretty good i can still run pretty good too <laughs> uh the bar has been set too high on gender reveals in a weird way water is sticky it clings to everything yeah no one on Adult Swim cartoons interrupts each other. Um, that is not true. You forget to mention Family Guy. Let's <laughs> uh, see. Having a high-profile online and low-profile offline seems like a real-life cheat code. <clears throat> As metal rap as they sound, most of the early Linkin Park songs are in the end just love songs. Uh, that's when Linkin Park was at its best. Mm-hmm. Uh, cemeteries are a waste of valuable land in some cases. Actually, I kind of have a shower thought uh, to go with that. 
What's up? If you work at a cemetery, no matter what your position is, whether you're management or staff, remember there's always a bunch of people under you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and this one, I I don't think I have to discount. Um, I have to say is bullshit. A BLT is a salad. Oh. No, it isn't. Bacon, lettuce, tomato. No, it's a fucking sandwich. <laughs> Thank you. It's a sandwich. Thank you. And, and, now, and sometimes mayonnaise is put on a BLT. And Do you ever put mayonnaise in a salad? Actually, no. you know what? I don't eat mayonnaise. I, I I prefer Miracle Whip, which is considered a salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I don't care for mayonnaise a lot. I mean, I'll eat it, but I don't prefer it mainly because everybody overuses it. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I prefer Miracle Whip any day. <laughs> I don't even really like Miracle Whip. I mean, it's the same with salad dressing. I I don't like ranch. I can tolerate Thousand Island. Can tolerate it. But I I mean and and what is what the fuck is did McDon was McDonald's thinking when they decided to put Thousand Island on a Big Mac and call it their Big Mac sauce? No, it's not a Big Mac sauce, you idiot. It's basically Thousand Island dressing that you that one of your workers, probably while he was high, decided, what would salad dressing be like on a Big Mac? Let's try it. I mean, your I mean your Big Mac sauce looks like someone took a bucket and threw up in it. You know, you know what? You know what though? Um, just this last uh, Tuesday we had a barbecue and had some burgers and you, and, uh, you know what I put on my burgers? What? Fry sauce. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I mean, you n- you never gone to a got gotten fry sauce at at like uh, at, at a restaurant where they offer it? No. Fry sauce is basically uh, ketchup and mayonnaise mixed. Oh, that that sick shit. That stuff is good. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Man, I saw people do that in elementary school, and I about lost my lunch. Oh, man, you're missing out on one of the finer things in life right there. Oh, give me a break, man. That's <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of a purist here. I mean, for, I mean, you, people have already ruined Pop-Tarts. I mean, uh, how do you, how how do you figure... How do you figure they ruined Pop-Tarts? Pop-Tarts are still good. When I was a kid, we had two kinds, uh, strawberry and blueberry. Now you can barely find them because everybody, because there's like. Oh, God, there needs to be more of a variety than that. That was the only two things that was actually normal in my life, normal in life for breakfast. You know what I'm starting to hear from you, Chris? Nowadays, you have this marshmallow 
uh, s'more flavor and you have watermelon sugar high and then you have like Justin Bieber's dick in a in a pop tart. I mean, seriously, no wonder kids are fat. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to hear from in you, Chris. You're about you're 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 hearing that old man come out of me, aren't yeah. you? Back in my day, Sonny. Yeah, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, set I'm having on... to get up to pee. I mean, I'm having to. I'm starting to go to bed early and get up early and have to get up once during the night to go pee. So, oh, there's it's... nothing old about that. We've been doing that since. Everybody's fucking I, done you that. You know me though. I I don't get up early voluntarily. No, you ain't no morning person. No. And this past week, for the past two weeks, I've gotten up early every morning, around 9 in the morning. Oh, except, 9 except in the yesterday. morning? You call that early? <laughs> yeah, because I, because, I mean, I consider around noon getting up on time. Ten thir I usually get up at 10.30, Monday you, through Friday. You know what time? And, I, and, and that's if I have an alarm set. And then I ha and then I roll out of bed and I get to work, and then, but this past week I've been getting and normally I go to bed about three thirty four o'clock in the morning something like that, not not lately I've been going to bed at like one thirty two o'clock in the morning, and I've been getting up at like nine, like yesterday, or today, we'll we'll use today. I went to bed about one about one thirty in the morning. Woke up at three with an excruciating pain in my leg. That's another story. And then I get up at seven and I have to run to the bathroom to pee. And then I go back to bed and I get up at one o'clock in the afternoon. And that and that is the latest I've slept in in a while. <laughs> the past two weeks, I have been getting up. Working six thirty to seven o'clock. And thank God, minutes. and thank God, I've been working. I've, I'm done doing that. I oh, know. I mean, six thirty a.m. till seven p.m. Oh, fuck! Just so God, I can afford that, I'd be quitting. No, I did it so I can afford that DNA test. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's oh, the only man. reason why I fucking did it. It's amazing. It's amazing at how we've gone from talking about BLTs to DNA tests. It's, it's talking about how reasons why we have to get our asses up out of bed. Yeah. Uh, here's, a, here's a good one. Humans can't suck their own dicks because at some point in our evolutionary history... The guys that could likely didn't produce reproduce often. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, and you know, uh, you know, it makes me it's wonder. Sad, it's, it's sad to say this, but one of my old coworkers um, actually admitted openly that he could do that. I wonder if people look at dogs and cats and what with envy. 
Um, I don't. <laughs> they see a dog licking his balls. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Apparent one person said, "Just Google autofellatio." <laughs> um, and let's see here. Um. We live in a world where you're more likely to find leftovers in the Cool Whip bowl than Cool Whip. <clears throat> All men are bisexual because they like touching their own dick and like and liking touching dicks is gay. What? That made no fucking sense. <laughs> no it Oh man. Uh the Swedish chef is a Muppet with a human hand puppet. <laughs> the letter C never had to exist. Yes, it does, because that's how you spell Chris. Dumbass. That <laughs> could have been spelled with a K. Oh fuck that. Um the human body is mostly wet. Our pets probably don't know what our voices actually sound like. Okay, that that's bullshit. Uh -huh. Especially because uh -huh. a, a dog hears a certain voice and gets excited. Yeah. So that's bullshit. It's strange how we get a certificate for being alive, but hey, you also get a certificate when you're dead. All right. Like that. The crust isn't healthier than the rest of the bread. Drunk shopping online is a little like playing Secret Santa with yourself. All right. And finally, the amount of duct tape used on NASA rockets is probably horrifying. Never thought about it. Never nope. thought about it. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, does it for Shower Thoughts. All right. <laughs> Actually, so that slot of conversation kind of shifted sideways, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done shit like that, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's... it's it's been a while since I've gone on a rant about Pop-Tarts. Yeah, still, there's got to be more of a variety than that. Sensible things, though. I mean, not don't just go with the first thing you pull out of your ass. I mean, make it sensible, like, um, like apple Pop-Tarts. Yeah, you know what's better than Pop-Tarts, though, are those toaster shrudels. Oh yeah, those are yeah. Oh, those are great. Yeah, the um, apple str uh, strudels. Those, oh, those are great. I, I like the strawberry ones. Damn, strawberry is good too. Strawberry yes. is good. Um, but the worst thing to do with the in the pop tart is to accidentally burn it. Now, do they have Dutch Bros where you're at? No. 
Oh, man. Have you heard of Dutch Bros? No. Okay, you might want to look them up sometime, but uh, yeah, they're like, uh, they sell coffees and th- and uh, flappes or frattes. I don't know what the fuck you call them. Frappes. Frappes, yeah. Um, just or, to, I like to call it crappes. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, uh, the, they have the best orange creamsicle. Oh, yeah, I've had uh, those before. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I like to I like to get them uh, whenever I see them at the grocery store. Uh, if you can, uh, if you ever ever find out about a Dutch Bros, I mean, uh, they got all kinds of good shit and a bunch of goofy people working for them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they I, ha- they have the best orange orange cream sickles. But. Um, Getting back to the burnt pop tart, um, the first—I mean, the first uh, day that I was at—I um, was in my apartment and I was making breakfast for myself. It was uh, pop tarts, and I did not know how to work the new toaster that was in there. Apparently, it's very touchy because I—I I put it down in the toaster. I walked away uh, to fix the rest of my breakfast i come back and the pop tarts are smoking oh and they're fucking ruined yep they are burnt to a crisp not even a stray dog would eat it (laughs) and um i'm like oh fuck so i said to myself Looks like it's a day for going to McDonald's. <laughs> you know what? It's it's kind of strange too. I loved McDonald's when I was a younger kid. And mm-hmm. uh, now all I like is their fries and maybe maybe a uh egg mc sausage egg McMuffin. Other than I, that, I can't stand their fucking burgers no more. The burger well, my McDonald's here, I mean we have like many of them we have like five or six spread out throughout the the city and uh but the one near my house nine times out of ten they get the order wrong they i mean i have never gone there five times in a row and they've gotten my order right all five times i mean my fiance one time she asked for a sausage bagel seems simple right should be no they gave her a bagel but it had a hamburger patty along with mayo mustard ketchup onions and other shit Uh, with a fucking bagel with a fucking bagel yeah (laughs) wow yeah and so uh, i my favorite thing from McDonald's is a bacon and egg biscuit. Now, at Chick-fil-A, I like their chicken biscuits. And but here but and here's some advice for people who've never been to Chick-fil-A. Don't get the bacon, egg and cheese biscuit. Save yourself the trouble. The only thing that you can get for breakfast there is a chicken biscuit. 
you don't go to Chick-fil-A to get a bacon and egg and cheese biscuit, it's like going to McDonald's and getting a salad. <laughs> it's like paying a prostitute for a hug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like hiring an escort just because you're lonely. <laughs> you want a I friend. Mean, I mean, you can do that if you're lonely, but I mean, you'll have a happy ending. But I mean, yeah, it's it's like paying. It's like paying an escort just to sit down and have a talk. So, hooker, what made you get into hooking? I needed that money. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. That was classic. I had to do it. I had to fucking do it. (laughs) Oh, ma'am. What would... So, ma'am, uh... You say you contracted STDs when after your third job. Uh, how long did the itching persist? Well, it started about two hours afterward, and it continued for about three weeks. Damn! Uh, hey, hey, if you ever, if you, if you want to see some weird ass hookers, look up Howard Stern's hooker. How he would squares was oh. when he did his um, show, his local New York show. He had a TV show just on in New York, and um, one night they did Hooker Hollywood Squares. Oh, and God. the two contestants were the two youngest kids from the Brady Bunch. Oh, good lord! <laughs> God, or you go. Go on Pornhub and type in confessions of a crack whore. <laughs> I think I'm good on that. You don't want to. <laughs> no, anyway. I mean, it's, like, it, it's probably like two girls, one cup. Uh, I don't know if it's that gross, but still it's gross enough. Have you ever, have you ever seen it? I know what two girls, one cup is, and I don't want to see it. I've Dude, heard, you know, have you ever heard about two girls, one finger? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we are out of time. Uh, next week, there probably is yeah. into that shit. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, there will be no show because uh, I will be uh, taking care of personal matters. But uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, guests are to be determined. Gonna end the show with the Lowdown Drifters and Red Rock. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Later! Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Fifty miles from town and the needles on empty. Let her coast to the side of the road. There's nothing around, just a memory in me. 
that West Texas sun hanging low. Well, I grab my bag and I kick the front tire. I just threw my damn keys to the floor. Seafaring man Cheap whiskey It led to rich memories And no bad woman Ever wrecked a good man
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than Fresh Baked Tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Hey, yo, check out Corrupt All Around Radio with Nick Brockmeyer, the CBDJ. He's been part of the rap, rock, and hip-hop underground scene for over a decade. Corrupt All Around Radio sizzles through your speakers. Corrupt All Around Radio spotlights the best of new music from up-and-coming national acts on national tours, as well as existing bands that are still out rocking the industry. Corrupt All Around Radio gives these bands love and respect, playing their music and interviews from the road. For all the 411, visit Instagram.com, Facebook.com, and Twitter.com forward slash Corrupt TV Radio. And check out the underscore CBDJ on Instagram. Corrupt All Around Radio! Proud to be a part of the Roctagon Sports and Music Network. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on a porch writing another song. Great outlaw boy 
boys just like me Man, can't you see Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. 